Disco Productions podcast, Writer's Block Party. We are hoping to share the work of emerging artists and break down the all-too-often mysticized process of creating and developing art. I am Lauren Montez. And I'm Amelia Annan. Today we have the magnificent, wonderful, stunning Claire Smith with us. Claire Smith is an actor and writer based in New York City. She is a graduate of NYU's Atlantic Studio, where she could recently be seen in Stupid Fucking Bird and Everybody. Her one-act Zoom play, Remembering Giuseppe, premiered on Invisible Disco's 2020 All Work No Play Festival. She's a proud member of Invisible Disco's writers group. Hi, Claire. Hi, we're, how are you? We're happy to have you on our writers group. We're super there. thrilled. Oh my god, well, always ha- a pleasure. Love you guys. Ha- how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, it's been <laughs> very, <laughs> it's very sunshiny now. It I really is. like this weather. I'm thrilled to be on this podcast. So it's all very yeah, fun. we're thrilled to have you. Yeah. All good things happening. So, so you brought in a little, a little piece for us. I did. Little... And what, I what's love... it called? It doesn't have a title at this point. Oh, it's very <laughs> much in development. Uh, I love that. And so it's just an idea that I had and was starting to flesh out. <clears throat> Excuse me, but okay. I like it. So I would love to share it here. Yeah. And then we can, can we call it Claire's it. big idea. Yeah. Claire's enormous idea. <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like how enormous Big Fat Liar was in that movie. Like the production on that was enormous. Yeah. Enormous. And that all yeah. started from a scrap of loose leaf. <laughs> but anyway. Alright. But here we go. And, anyway. and with no further ado. Claire's <laughs> enormous fucking idea. Okay, great. Excuse me, Miss Carroll, I really don't think our class has been adequately prepared for this exam today. We didn't even get to the short answer section of the study guide on Friday. How are we expected to perform at our best if we haven't been given the opportunity to excel? Having to listen to Melanie Lancaster's grating voice at 8.30 in the morning was one tear above gouging my eyes out with forks. I thought about how I was in the perfect position to yank her tight ponytail clear off her head. She fingered better than anyone else in that school, though. To jeopardize that resource would be foolish. Miss Carroll agreed to give us an extension on the exam, an exam that had already been extended, twice. Melanie also lobbied for prolonged study time that should be done outside the classroom because it takes the mind out of the environment it associates with stress and would ultimately lead to the most effective retention of material. Miss Carroll had no idea what she was talking about, but agreed. The woman was practically dust. It's amazing she was standing on two feet. (laughs) As we were getting packed up to leave, Melanie slid a hot pink post-it onto my desk. Bleachers? She'd moved to the door alongside her posse when I looked up and shot her a quick clandestine nod. She blushed before she hurried out. We used to hook up in the south stairwell no one uses until the choir teacher found us there half-naked one Thursday. When I met with Melanie later that afternoon, all she told me was, It's been handled and he wasn't in school again until the end of the following week. I'm pretty sure her dad is involved with some mob stuff because a couple of teachers have been sick with a terrible flu for a week. A part of me feared for my well-being whenever I was with her, which was pretty hot, actually. The tough part was that my brother had been dating Melanie for three years. Oh, we're twins. She could have had a fetish, but who am I to judge on that? I wanted to marry Seth Green from the Austin Powers movies growing up because I thought he was a lesbian. My brother, Michael, of Michael and Melanie, was good. He got solid grades, he got along well with people, teachers enjoyed having him in class. 
He wore polo shirts and clean shoes. He played volleyball and didn't want to drink, but still got invited to every party because people liked having him around. He was gently powerful. I would be at the same parties, but I got invited because my cousin sends me weed from California and it's better than anything we have access to here. Together, Michael and Melanie were a good couple. She and I first kissed at one of those parties, actually. Unlike Michael, Melanie does drink. A lot. Probably too much. She is a woman of extremes. Extremely punctual. Extremely well-groomed. Extremely drunk at parties. I was busy smoking my cousin's weed solo in the coat room, envisioning my life as a horse when she stumbled in looking for the bathroom. <laughs> she realized where she was and that there was another person in there, and that that person was me, and sat on my lap. She smelled like orange vodka. Her tongue felt like velvet. When she realized what she'd done, she bolted out the door and puked from moving so quickly. I thought it was a one-off, but the same thing would happen every other weekend party, until every other weekend party became every weekend party, which became weeknight car hookups, which became sneaking into my room while Michael was busy, which became the south stairwell, which is now, as it would seem, the bleachers at 9am. I didn't like her, but I wanted her. I wanted to feel her skin on mine, to tussle her hair in my hands. She was annoying, attention-seeking, uptight. And yet, the idea of not having to take that exam was so erotic, I couldn't imagine doing anything else with my time but have sex with Melanie. That so. is incredible. <laughs> so that's... I'm obsessed I with that. <laughs> oh, There my. is something erotic about not having to take a test. Uh, so that's like what I had. Wow. I you're I was literally sitting over here with my hand over my mouth (laughs) as Amelia just like shot me dirty looks like shut the fuck up, Claire Screening. (laughs) You were very respectful. I appreciate that. That was so funny. Oh Oh, good, I'm glad. Makes me laugh. Um, It feels like very like I feel like that could be like a whole movie of like their relationship. I appreciate that. Like I could see it as a movie. I could see it as being very visual. I could see it as a short story or like I was a gonna book say, or two. It's like the words and your voice are so clear in it that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I want it to. I want to read it and have you read it to me. But also, <laughs> it's such mm-hmm. a cinematic, <laughs> yeah, like visual and sort of like scene setting that I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh. But I can also like literally mm-hmm. see it. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah, I think there's a number of ways that it could go. It's a. It was one of those late night ideas which i tend Mm, to find i think this is common but i tend to find that a lot of the ideas i really like or i feel most proud of happen very late or like randomly and they happen really Mm -hmm. quickly so this was very easy to write and really fun to write and i would love to keep working on it um yeah well what, what do you think it'll look like like when you keep working on it i don't know i mean i am curious about the dynamic between this main character and the brother and of course i'm mm-hmm. also interested in the sex with melanie and stuff and i'm curious about what's what's up with this main character because what i found myself writing is the two or three other people who are mentioned melanie michael the almost dust teacher like those all have mm-hmm. very specific kind of archetypes or specific attributes and this main character doesn't necessarily i feel like they're a bit of a floater at least what i've written so far so i'd be curious to find like what's their deal what are they actually like and i just feel like something's gonna explode it will probably be 
a little ridiculous, uh, because that's what I like. Classic. Um, Classic. But, yeah, um... You should call it, you should call it Michael and Melanie, and then in parentheses, and me. Oh, yeah. And Fabio will be on the cover. <laughs> I wonder, is Fabio still doing stuff? I don't, I don't know, but I, I hope like he's a, as yeah, great as he it. seems. Me too. How Me would too. how disappointing would it be if you found out Fabio is like a fucking dick? <laughs> I wouldn't be so surprised, but I would be sad. I would just deeply exhale a lot. Every room <laughs> I went into. <sighs> I was just a reminder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just exactly. thinking about it. <laughs> um, how did this idea sort of like you mentioned it sort of came to you really fast and then you wrote it like what was the like what was the basis you know what i'm saying it's a good question i actually was in my kitchen and got the image of someone in a two people in a classroom and uh one of them is very type a and a teacher's pet and is doing those kinds of things and the other one is just envisioning how they could ruin their life they're like, if I just, like, those intrusive thoughts where you just could potentially yeah, do anything. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, what if they were having sex? <laughs> like, what if they were, um, what if there was that element? I just like the idea of someone behaving in ways that are very different from how they think. Like, this main character is having mm-hmm. sex with this Melanie person, but also cannot stand this Melanie person. Yeah, I think that's what makes it so, like, kind of juicy. It's, mm. like, the monologue, it, like, the words are, like, God, I hate her. Yeah. She's so annoying. Like, why is she like that? But then it's also, like, we fuck. <laughs> yeah. It also... I also low-key was inspired by... There was... I uh, took French in high school, and our French teacher was so malleable with deadlines on things, and there was one person <laughs> in my class, this girl in my class, who was so good at getting everything pushed back <laughs> everything like like we and she'd be like monsieur we are just not prepared for this like at all like i don't know about you guys and she'd like open the forum to us but, like, but i feel like we're not prepared and we all got on the same page about it so i'm pretty sure we did no work for like four years and this was an <laughs> honors french class um so yeah so she was also a great source of inspiration i hope that she's doing well um but yeah, and so I I like that just, stuff. Just but... just just go off of that real yeah. life inspiration. Were you two fucking or close? We were not. So <laughs> that reminds me of like I feel like in like like middle school there there would always be a teacher that if you asked her about her personal life she talked forever. So there oh would always God. be like one one kid being like, uh, Miss Anderson, like. Do you have any kids? And then like, <laughs> and then she would talk for like hours. This this oh. also, I can also be that person. I have done this several times at Atlantic, and it's not, <laughs> and it's not that I'm trying to waste our college tuition, but it is that I'm trying to spice up the day to day. Also, I like I, asking I, questions. I yeah. like people to. I like being curious. I like asking people about their lives and like what they mm-hmm. want and all those kinds of things. And if you want to volunteer that information, that's also just objectively fun for me. I also like it to be true. a bit of a rebel rouser, I suppose. <laughs> but... <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, do you we're... think? Um, do you think that this would be like as you write more of it? Like, do you have sort of any thoughts on? like the final 
form of it or are you just sort of writing as it goes you know what I mean right now I'm not writing it like a screenplay so Mm -hmm. I find that that's the way that I gravitate towards writing as well it's a lot of like I find that it's much easier for me to get into a mindset of a character like if we're looking at a main character I love writing in monologues uh long Mm -hmm. monologues and exploring that Mm -hmm. I love writing about setting in place and uh I find that just what I naturally gravitate toward is doing that in this long form kind of fiction I have I just had a vision for you Claire oh would you like to share it's I would love to share with you (laughs) she's like no No, (laughs) oh actually you can shut your trap but (laughs) <laughs> just kidding no no share it um, sure. you shared a old other monologue with us in writers group that was also about sort of this high school experience and that's I feel true. like I don't know I feel like a play that's just like a bunch of different monologues from different characters oh, at a high school yeah I really this one I notice I do that as well I think it's fun <laughs> to write for anyone yeah. for any listener who's listening and has no idea what Amelia's talking about it's a monologue that is uh, about a, a young girl is recounting how she lost her virginity in the back of a Subaru after, like, a choir concert Classic. to a, a, a sexy violist who kind of ends up just being <laughs> a little lukewarm at the end of the day. Not exactly hot, but, uh, you know, personality-wise. But um, anyway, so that's to get everyone on the same page. I could see that. I could also see it as a as a movie maybe they exist in the same world maybe yeah there's that's, like, what I, that's what i was sort of getting at is i yeah. feel like they exist in the oh same my gosh. world yeah tone and tone and yeah. content and the tone is very uh they yeah. definitely go well with each other yeah there could totally be mm-hmm. something there i love that monologue i like writing it's about <laughs> these things and i think while the tone is similar those these two characters feel very different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, like, this one with Melanie feels like the loner stoner kind of a... Mm-hmm. Mm, is doing some shady stuff, like, is fully betraying the trust of the brother and stuff like that. And then the other person... To her twin! <laughs> right! And the other person seems to be <laughs> just the verbiage. Like, I say frock and uh, starchy in that one. Yeah. Cumberbund, and so I think there's just a different vibe there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. those things could exist. That would be so fun. Yeah, and I'm also down, if anyone's listening to this, including you guys, and anyone's like, wow, I heard that thing, and I have ideas for it, I would love to work on it. I love writing <laughs> with people, guy. too, so I'll always pitch myself. But, yeah, um, that's huge. You should. You're a joy do you, to work do you, with. So you wow, like thank you. writing you yeah. about high school. Have you written anything <laughs> else? That takes place in high school? Uh, anything else that takes place in high school? No. Actually, that's a why. I was writing something the other day that <laughs> didn't, didn't necessarily take place in a high school. It started out at a funeral. Uh, okay, yes. And But it was funny. It was like, they were talking about how much they hated the uncle's eulogy and stuff like that. Because um, it was too long. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but I do find that I gravitate towards writing characters that are in that high school age because I think that's mm-hmm. like the stakes in that environment are so high. And I think there's a great chance for 
real heartbreak tragedy and comedy all at the same time i feel like Mm -hmm. when you're young especially because you haven't experienced so much i mean i'm saying this as just shy of graduating high school basically but uh yeah it just feels like everything's so important the things that actually don't matter at all seem so important and i like that and i like the idea of young people with a lot of agency i grew up Mm -hmm. in a way that i just didn't feel very self-confident and i know most of the people i was around didn't really feel self-confident and so I'm really interested in writing stories about young people who have that, who, like, have real yeah. self-esteem, who make choices that they don't double back on, stuff like that. And I, that's very exciting to me. Yeah. yeah. Lauren will make fun of me for asking you, but have you seen the Norwegian teen drama Scam, S-K-A-M? No. Okay, you must watch it. It's You can only watch it illegally on the internet, but that's okay. besides the point. But it is a teen drama. I just want it noted, Amelia sent me a Google Drive, like a, sh- <laughs> like a shady, basically it's... Google Drive that was like, here's the show. I was like, what are you sending Here's the show anyway. and a thousand viruses. Literally, I was like, you don't have all these spots. You don't have to download it onto your computer. Anyway, as I was saying, it I would say it is one of the best high school shows mm. ever because it treats <laughs> better than Degrassi. It is incredible. That's a joke. I haven't seen Degrassi. Oh, Amelia, is... come on, <laughs> come on. That show is like forty-seven years old. Drake was in it at one point. <laughs> I mean, don't even talk to me about high school content if you haven't seen Degrassi. Get out of here. It treats its characters with such respect. Like, you know how a lot of high school shows, like, are also simultaneously, like, shitting on high schoolers and having yeah. them being played by 25-year-olds? That's correct. This show, like, has, has 16, 17-year-olds playing the high schoolers. They have, like, they talk about, like, real issues that, like, and high schoolers like really do go through and and they make like i don't know i think they they do a really good job of making the characters like not like these sort of stereotype stereotypical characters mm. um it feels very much in the vein of sort of what you're writing i can oh, send you the that. google drive yeah <laughs> send those viruses my way <laughs> i would love that that sounds really fun yeah, yeah. um you have such a clear sense of voice and Thank like you tone in your in your writings as a general this one particularly but also just always mm, thank you. um and i just wonder like are you inspired by any art in particular that helps you or are you pretty much like i'm gonna do my own thing no i'm inspired by a, a ton of stuff i'm inspired by a bunch of different writers and i'm inspired by being in new york mm-hmm. um i'm inspired by kids and how funny kids are and uh like the newness of everything no i'm inspired by everything all the time inspired by my friends my cat yeah there's stuff everywhere because there's ridiculousness everywhere is the thing you Mm -hmm. know and there's people are all just trying to figure it out and i like how those two things meet and if you want to and you're invested in finding the joy or the, again, ridiculousness or like whimsy of the day-to-day, you can absolutely find it. Or you could just write it, and you could just be inspired mm-hmm. by those things and put it down on a piece of paper. 
But yeah, I actually, when y'all asked me to do this, which I'm still, I'm so flattered to be on this, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I wrote down a whole list of writers that I like, and I just kept coming up with people. Because everyone's got a different perspective. Everyone uses words differently. Everyone talks about different mm -hmm. things. Uh, so there's just so much to be had. I think that's what's simultaneously really daunting, but really exciting, is that there's so much content, and there's been so much content for such a long time, that mm -hmm. yeah. you can really find something that speaks to you in any genre, in any medium, uh, by any person, you know, which I think is so cool. And uh, yeah, so basically my answer to you is everything. I'm inspired by everything. I'm also inspired Yikes. by people I don't particularly like or respect. I'm inspired by, mm. like, the shortcomings I feel that I have. I mean, there's just... I think ultimately, it just means to keep going. So just use all the stuff that's in your life that you're experiencing. Because, Lauren, as you have said, the individual is the main character of their own story. Mm. If that story's happening to you, like, use it. Uh, so mm. that's my long answer to that. But yeah. So I have a question. Are you yeah. are, are, are these high school stories? Are you inspired by your own high school years? How how are your high school years different than? Yeah, high school. I just fucked everyone and didn't care. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just rocked that bitch basically. Uh, <laughs> no, I really like I was saying before. Uh, being an early twenty something. And starting to actually understand what it means to be yourself, to, you know, be the best version of you, chase your dreams, all those kinds of adages. I had always heard that growing up, and I never, I just nodded my head because everyone was saying it, and it sounded like the logical thing to do. But I didn't actually do it. Like, I just I was like, yeah, yeah, I need to be better at being myself. Like, yeah, yeah, you're so right. This would totally give me freedom. And until I started practicing doing that, it was just language, like, they were just words. So my mm. getting back to that is, I think it's probably, like, reclaiming some of that worry and fear that I was having in high school. Because, again, everything seems so important. And I, I am very grateful for the place that I grew up, but it's also a very nosy town. So everybody's mm -hmm. in each other's business. Everybody's, you know, got to be involved in everything very competitive so I believe at a point I let that really inform the choices that I was making and how I viewed myself and now writing and changing that up with these characters and like just having mm -hmm. them kind of do whatever they want and all that sort of stuff that's like that's in a way I would suppose a love letter to like my high school self, my friends' high school selves, anyone's high school mm. self, especially like young female identifying people, young queer people, like all those people who just feel like real weirdos and freaks and like everyone's watching them, uh, which isn't the case. So, are there any other stories that will take place in high school that you are you want to write or you've been gnawing at? I've been writing? thinking about. Like, I'll, I'll come up with <laughs> lines of dialogue. The notes app on my phone is very active all the time. So if I come up That's with good. something that I see, like a scene, uh, I'll write it down quickly. Or lines of dialogue that I like, I'll write it down quickly. So I've thought about, like, 
these two witches who like kind of rule the high school but like <laughs> someone's like yeah those are the witches like someone's new to the high school and they're being taken around by another high schooler who's been there and they go yeah those are the class witches don't mess with them like and they're just like revered because they're like 15 year old witches. witches um stuff like that i don't know or just like real weirdos I don't know. I don't think I have a good answer to it. I really can't tell what anything is going to be until I actually start writing it. I have a bunch of ideas. That's exciting. Which tend to all kind of... It is very exciting. But I find that also there is definitely a commonality between those things. where They're all a bit ridiculous. Or yeah. just fiercely confident. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is really fun to write, actually. Uh, and you could really lean into all sorts of stuff with that. But yeah. 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 How long have you been writing? Seems like a silly question. I'd say, like, when when did you really get into writing? Like, when would you say your... When when does your writing practice start Mm. in your life? I would say that it really kicked into high gear this quarantine. And also, Mm. I've been writing with my friends, so there's a nice comfort in that, in that you just bounce ideas off of one another and... You just have a unit of people who want to do the same thing. But I've always written as, you know, and it could take many different forms, like journaling and an entry or writing mm-hmm. short stories or poetry or stuff. Just because I think I was feeling so, like, my thoughts were swirling around in my head and I had to get rid of them uh, to make space for the new ones to swirl. And so I've just been doing that, I don't know, probably since middle school. But not in any way that was, I never showed anyone anything I uh, wouldn't have called myself a writer, and I was very quiet about it. And then coming to school and having a bunch of friends who like to write, being like, oh, no, yeah, let's all get together. Mm -hmm. I felt like, oh, well, now I can call myself that, because I actually Mm -hmm. really like this thing, and um, I like where this is going. And So that's that. Uh, But, yeah. Writing is great. Everyone Writing is great. Yeah, and the writing gr- is so easy. Writing is so easy, and it's really accessible, and you don't have to show anyone. You don't. Yeah, ever have really, to talk that's about what it. I mean by easy, yeah. accessible. Yeah, it's so easy to be like, I'm gonna write. Yeah, and just write for yourself. I find that at least yeah. for me, I mean, doing anything for yourself, I mean, within reason, like, whatever. But when it comes to creative pursuits, I find that if you're doing it for you, and it's something that you want to do, and you will feel proud putting your name on it at the end of the day mm-hmm. that's yeah. the most important when, when you, you have writer's block what do you do well <laughs> uh, <laughs> i get writer's block all the time but mm-hmm. what i'm thinking happens is that the writer's block comes from judging your drafts or from judging your ideas mm. i think that's honestly Claire, you the are full of, of wisdom i'm really smart um <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying that <laughs> uh, but you are but i just because i i mean especially in quarantine you're just thinking all the time and because i was having a really difficult time writing recently and i would just i would get a couple pages into a screenplay or something in the format of what I've written today, and I would stop because I would say, oh, well, this idea I just don't like. Like, oh, well, like, that's completely inhibiting any sort of creativity. And also, it's putting a lot of pressure on something that at the end of the day probably doesn't matter as much as you think it does. So why don't you just 
make it and see what happens. The the mm-hmm. learning not to judge your drafts and to not judge your ideas and then judge your capability as a writer is something I am working on and definitely becoming more familiar with. But when that gets put aside and there is just uh, a real freedom, I think it's a lot of like a fuck it mentality. And I just write, mm-hmm. I write like no one's ever going to see it. And so I write stuff that would make me laugh. Uh, like, that's a good litmus test if it makes me chuckle. Uh, especially if it makes me laugh a lot. That's really good. And, uh, a lot of times late at night. But it's not even, like, brought on by anything else. Maybe I'll listen to some music and get myself into kind of a groove. But Mm -hmm. it's really more, I have to really make an effort to get out of my own head. Just be like, ah, none of this matters. We're all stars. So let's just write whatever we want and write something that's like, would maybe make like people a little uncomfortable, not in a way that's Mm. meant to be mean. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So writing definitely has like this, it definitely says things that maybe someone would be afraid to say. Like I would be afraid to show your writing to my mom. Like, yes, (laughs) I've had my mom read my writing, listen to me, read my writing. And she goes, she white. So I love that word. Uh, But I think that's also, frankly, another good test is if it makes her really uncomfortable. I'm like, all right, we're kind of, I'm kind of in like the right zone here. Because I think, yeah, yeah, just me as Claire, uh, sometimes the things I will say or the way that I think uh, things are funny can be um, a bit raunchy or uh, maybe a little... Uh, less than modest, and so mm. that's also fun. But uh, she's very supportive. She's a very good mom. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That. Shout out to Claire's mom. Yeah, Shout out to Claire's mom. Meg. It. I feel like you Meg. just became a little flea bag there. Like when you said run shit. Like uh, I feel like it definitely I heard has it going similar... into the voice too. People will say, um, "Oh, you look like Phoebe Waller Bridge," but I don't look like Phoebe Waller Bridge. I am white and I have short, dark hair. And but, therefore. <laughs> and, but that's often what people say. But uh, for I think really you have anyone. a similar essence to her because oh, you do. You. Like, she, I think the reason people kind of love Fleabag is because she talks about, like, sort of raunchy things in mm. a way that women normally are frowned upon talking about. It, and I definitely yeah. think you're kind of doing that. Oh, thank you. Well, I do. This. I love her. I mean, Fleabag is awesome. Chef's I kiss. love Fleabag. Uh, but yeah, she's on the list of people that I really admire. People also so Phoebe, like uh, if you're listening. Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, I think, are really awesome. Yes. They don't take yes, their yes, work yes. too seriously. Like, they're really creative and they're very funny. And they're very whimsical, but they really don't take it too seriously, which I always like mm-hmm. reading. And uh, But also, like, people who wrote kids' books that I really love. Kevin Hankies, mm. who did all those books, like Lily's Purple Plastic Purse and Chrysanthemum and... All those ones about mm. the little mice are really fun. I think Mo Willems is very fun. But at the same time, it's like I also really like Tennessee Williams and you know Shakespeare's pretty good. Annie Baker, Yeah, so it like really spans a broad kind of a spectrum of people. But writing is great. Yeah. Hot take. Writing is fun. Yeah, here's the thing. Writing, it's good. And you need writing. Because I think everyone mm-hmm. needs perspective. And anyone who says they don't need perspective is probably a jackass. 
So just <laughs> cut off all ties with that person immediately. Don't be jackasses. Yeah. If you feel like that's you, <laughs> it sounds like this is a hotline. If you feel like that's you, uh, <laughs> feel free to send an email to Invisible call. Disco. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I will tell you why you're wrong. Me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, what is your process of writing something? Like, you kind of described it in a lot of times, but let's say, like, I have the idea. Mm. Boom. Just, like, What's ha- what happens write. next, you know? Oof. You know, I have no idea. It, it comes <laughs> out really fast. It comes out really fast. If it's on my notes app, I'll be writing just, like, basically my head buried in my phone, writing, writing, writing. If it's me in my room when it's really late at night and it's very quiet like i really like there being no sound and just being me uh it just comes out very very fast so i don't feel as though there is uh there's no routine there's no process particularly it's probably a lot of procrastinating and a lot of being like no one would want to read this why would anyone want to read this and then completely flipping it and be like fuck it i want to read it and then i just write whatever (laughs) i want but, uh, do you, I don't know, it really Do you depends. feel like you think think about the thing a lot before you go down to actually put it onto... No. No. Once I have the idea, no. I'm like... Yeah, when I had the idea of someone being... How this... What I shared... Oh, Jesus. Do you ever hear yourself talking and you just can't finish a sentence? And you just are like... Yep. Anyway. So what I read today <laughs> about the Melanie in the class who's being annoying... I had that idea of, like, oh, what if someone was a real teacher's pet? What if someone was yanking the ponytail? And I was like, okay, that's the beginning. That's where it starts. Mm. It's like when you have an idea that you really jive with, and then you just go. Like, I had no idea that yeah. this main character was going to have a twin. I I was, I just, like, wrote that. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that they were going to, like, Seth Green, because they thought that, you know, was a le- which is actually raises some questions. <laughs> but, uh, but that's what I find, is that if I like the idea... I want to I want to get it out so that I don't forget it because mm. I'll probably mm. be sad with myself that I didn't write it down because it'll be the most yeah. vivid in the moment that I have the idea. So I want to capture as many details yeah. as I can and I want to when I'm in that zone I want to capitalize on it when it's there. If that makes sense. That's a good when you question. Have actually. I- when you have ideas, how does it sort of like come to you? Do you see like images or feelings or words or uh sometimes images sometimes it'll be like oh why am i feeling this way in my life and then i'll try and work it out through writing about it through characters but i find that sometimes it's not actually all that great usually it's i'll Mm. envision a scene and then go from that scene uh Mm -hmm. and just take it from there as opposed to oh i know what the ending of this is going to be and I know what all mm. the characters are going to be, or, like, where they're going to live in this world. It comes from a very... It's very choppy. I find that that's what I tend to like. It's really short bursts of energy, and I'll write for a yeah. while. And then I'll probably put it to bed for a little bit, and then come back to it and add to it. Interesting. But, yeah. yeah. Which could change. I mean, it's all subject yeah. to change. And I think that's also... I don't know. I think... I'm just uh, a bit impatient as a person, and so that's probably where that comes from, too. Which I'm not mad about. Yeah. It's very fun. High highs mm-hmm. and low lows. 
Just kidding. <laughs> We've said that's... just kidding three times. And that's life, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it is, though. So why not? Uh, yeah, but it's great. Great fun. It's great fun when you find something that you're like, oh, yes, this is it. This is the money, baby. No one's ever going to read it, but I know it's there. My yeah. Google Doc. <laughs> My Google Doc. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking about that, like, like in, like, maybe, like, 40 or 50 years from now, we'll, like, Famous writers, when they die, will it be like, here's some like unread transcripts from yeah. their Google Doc? Like, their, their power of attorney will have access to their Google Drive. Like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> they had a and then, and then if that ever happens, Timmy, I will die. Because <laughs> that would be really embarrassing. Yeah. I was writing, I also really like writing in notebooks. I like handwriting things a lot, just takes yeah. longer. So I find that it's very fun and it it's does. great to like go to a park yes. um, and do that. But I do like how quickly, because getting back to the point of all the details are the freshest and the most vivid when I first mm-hmm. had that idea, typing it is just so much faster so that I don't forget any of the details. So yeah. I wish that I could write faster using a pen or, a, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, speed writing. But yeah. Yeah. I feel that. This has nothing to do with anything, but one time when we could be <laughs> indoors, I was at a cafe and I was, uh, I just brought a notebook. I was just writing by myself. I got a coffee and I was just writing for a long time. And I was about to leave and this guy comes up to me and goes, what are you writing there? I was like, what? Nothing. Get out of my note. Like, <laughs> go away. Um, but that has, I so, would yeah. hate that. I yeah. would hate that. Yeah, yeah. I'll share it with you if I want to share it. Come on now. I'm writing about yeah. you, sir. I actually drew you I'm following you. Actually, I'm your FBI agent. I've been observing you, writing down every one of your actions. I'm glad that you came over to my table. I've been meaning to talk to you about your search history. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Amelia, Thank did you God have a question? Me. I, I was just going to say, I've had teachers be like, you should write like in a, by hand, write in a notebook when you're writing creatively. And mm-hmm. I was like, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, I literally can't think of the last thing I wrote creatively by hand. Yeah, it's, it's true. fun, but like sometimes my brain moves so much faster than my hand. I'll yeah. have like six ideas, and then yeah. be looking back at what I wrote, and I'll then by the time I finish that thought, what I'll be, like, I will what my ideas. do, what I will do is I'll outline by hand. Like I'll write like okay, like see one da da, just to get the juices flowing, yeah. and then like go into a Google yeah. Doc and write I mean, it. Everyone's different. Spike Lee writes by hand every day. I heard him talking about this. Uh, wow. Ernest Hemingway wrote for an hour every day. Okay, but, like, work up, computers were not invented. Patty Smith probably <laughs> writes handwritten stuff. Also. I mean, that's just a speculation. I just am a fan. I don't know. Now I'm, like, Patty now I'm Smith, like, if you're listening to this, I'm a fan. I'm also a Smith. Uh, oh. Yeah, you are. But. A blacksmith. And that's not a very popular <laughs> last name, so I bet you're related. Yeah. And by Smith, I mean I am a blacksmith. Actually, Pirates of the Caribbean you was inspired by me. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. You guys, there was a TV show that was like Chopped, but it was called Forged in Fire, and people had to make, like, different weaponry. That'd be cool. I'd but, like, that. they'd be like, you have to have this type of metal, and you have to have, like, this type of handle. Go. And then they would have to, like, m- make a sword. I'd watch that. I would probably <laughs> Shouldn't watch Shouldn't have that. been called Sliced. It was called Forged in Fire. <laughs> I was a joke. Sliced. Sliced. Been, what's that chop. in Hercules like when it, when Meg says something and she goes, it's You're been real sliced. 
slice. She does that. No, I do exactly. It's been a real slice. She's like, I think that's a great spark. expression. It's been a real slice. Here's the other thing. Bring back words and expressions like that. Just say them. There's so many good words. I don't know. Now we're just now we're just shooting the shit. Now we're just shooting the shit. Yeah. No, I, I think words are fun. I think like you used you used some really juicy words, and Sam did in our last podcast. Oh. They used a lot of juicy words. Yeah. Do you have a word that you back- particularly enjoy? Like you can have many, mm. but is there one that comes to mind that you're like, oh, that's such a good word? I love oh, word. what was the word we learned yesterday? facsimile facsimile that yeah. was the word we it's used. supposed to be like an exact copy or something mm. but i was like what an amazing word yeah you know what word yeah. i always come back to is tacit because i learned that word yeah. in seventh grade vocab and i remember yeah. thinking at 11 or 12 that's a good word that's such a specific <laughs> word and i remembered it because i was like oh that's so great ominous i really like mm. the word ominous yeah. ominous yeah. My dad um, and I did this recently for an hour. I was sitting in my childhood kitchen and he was sitting in like a chair a little ways away. We would just we we're quiet, but we'd be like tacit. And then a couple beats. And then you'd hear like loquacious. Oh yeah, go. And it was just like back and forth just saying words that we liked for <laughs> like 45 minutes. Vivious. Yeah. Vivious yeah. Is yeah. Viscous. Yeah. Words that sound like the thing they are are are, yeah. are really tasty. Salacious. Also saucy, I think, is great. I use saucy, saucy a lot. Yeah. Saucy um, is lovely. Jazzy yeah. is another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever your flavor. Spice yeah. up your, your world with some more words. Yeah, spice up those vocab words. Yeah. You guys. Yes. Come on now, you didn't learn fifth grade vocab for nothing. For nothing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or maybe you did learn it for nothing. And for what? Because we like words. Words, words, words. Words, Roxanne, words. Yeah. That's a quote from the movie Roxanne. Roxanne. Anyway, and on that. <laughs> and on that. I'm glad that this episode is spanning. <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of mediums. Can we oh, take a bit? Yeah. You do sing. Take You're a beautiful singer. Oh, thank you, Lauren. Anyone who's listening, I'm a beautiful singer, so... She's very smart. <laughs> and a beautiful singer, and uses big words. <laughs> She's a fucking catch. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just crying. So you wanted to ask me something, though, before. What was it? Oh. Remember it. It was just Remember sort of it. more of like a thought. It was just, do you know the movie Moulin Rouge? That scene with the song Roxanne? They make that, the version of Roxanne sound so like sexual and ominous and suspenseful. Isn't Roxanne but the actual about a song is, Yeah, it is. But the actual song is like such a different vibe. It's truly it's like amazing. It's a rock song, yeah. Yeah. That's all. I think the name Roxanne is also great. Here's the thing, names, too, are so great. Yes. Names. Yeah, I was Do you never- find it hard to name characters? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know why? Because when you're in school, they're like, look up the names. Look up the names. There's so much hidden yeah, in the names. Yeah, give them meaning. And you know what? Yeah. I actually asked a friend of mine who's applying to, like, he's a writer, too, and he's applying to programs or whatever, and uh, he was explaining what he had written. I was like, <laughs> I go... Oh, how'd you settle on those names? He's like, I don't know. Just pick the names. I I just feel as though it's a little too much that's imbued in the names, but I do find it kind of difficult, yeah. uh, just because 
Because no. I feel like there are, like, movie names. And I've definitely fallen victim to this. Like, Willa. Oh. And, like, and, like, uh, like, uh, Violet. Violet. And the, yeah. what was the, And, like, um, Dumpster. Riley. <laughs> yeah, naming. <laughs> Wait, do you ever notice that there's always, like, someone with a name that's just simply not a name? That's, like, yeah. this is good old, like, Dipper or something. And you're, mm-hmm. like, what? I don't know anyone named Dipper. What are you saying? Maybe what I do is I... Because mm, I do like to write monologues and stuff, and I rarely name the main character. Sometimes I just don't include any names at all, which can get extraordinarily confusing if you're trying to track the story. But uh, yeah. yes, sometimes I don't use names. But actually, I find that most of the names that I use are pretty low-key. Like, they're just pretty normal and average. Because I also... I'm all about the underdog, and so I'm not trying to... Mm-hmm. trying to give you just a... And Alex, and yeah, just, you 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 do what you need with that name. Alex will also reveal we all know the story. Alex. Alex is not Alex's name. Alex is Alex's soul. <laughs> I kind of hate this response. I'm hearing myself. I'm hearing my voice reverberate off the walls back into my ears, and I hate this response. <laughs> I love it. I think it's amazing. Oh, perfect. Then I take back what I said. <sighs> yeah, good. I take it back. I take it back. This has been lovely, Claire. This has been very questions. Gosh, gosh. I mean, not, I mean, we not that really that will fit in. Yeah, we'll do this yeah. off, off mic. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys jealous? Whoever is listening to the podcast that we're gonna. Yeah. Are you so jealous? We're gonna keep talking, mic. and you don't get yeah. to hear it. He 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 he. People in this podcast tuned out after the first time. I was they were like, no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. They heard when the you started saying Roxanne, they were like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like that is enough. Song is good though. Shit's catchy. <laughs> anyway, love y'all. We're gonna get sued by whoever sings that song. Yeah, the, the police. police. And he's Sting. I think of it. You think that's his given name? Yeah. No. I, that's funny. Yeah, I thought I, I thought yeah, Sting, I and I was like, I don't want to be wrong. I'm not gonna say it, but I was right. You should have tried. You should have more belief in yourself. Uh, well, Claire, it's been <laughs> absolutely a party. <laughs> it has. Uh, it has been here? a party. Has it not? Yeah. Y'all don't even know. I leave Wait, that let there. us know in the comments below. Let us know in the comments <laughs> if this has been a party. And let us I don't know think there's comments on Spotify. your greatest fears. And it, what <laughs> you do it do Yeah. What you want to see from this story. Yeah. What kind of people you want to hear. I'm acting like I'm the only person who's ever gonna be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there have been so many You're but a blip in the writer's block party yes. universe. Humble me. Humble me. Thank you, thank you. We're all <laughs> we're all dust. You're my favorite blip, Claire. Oh my god, well don't tell everyone else that. She just did. Well, I guess... That means we have that many listeners, so... And on that note, thank you so much (laughs) for joining us. Listeners, follow on... Follow on us on Twitter. IDB presents WPB. That stands for Invisible Disco Productions presents Writer's Block Party. And also follow us on Instagram at Invisible Disco Productions. And follow Claire Smith. And at... Oh. I mean, you could. <laughs> you could, but... <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. You'll find it in the tag of the Instagram Yeah, post. I'll get tagged. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of content, but... You could support me. That'll be fun. You could just DM me, say, hey, ask me a question. Say, hey, hey girl. Work. Hey, girl. What's up? But, yeah. Sweet. Huh? <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Have a lovely day, Claire. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.
Riders Block Party was created by Invisible Disco Productions. It's produced by Amelia Annan, Dennis Blatt, Lauren Montez, Thea Thronson, Colleen Annan, Jess Thronson, and Jim Keane. And is edited by Noah Friend. If you enjoyed this, check us out at IDP Presents WBP on Twitter and at Invisible Disco Productions on Instagram and Patreon. Thanks and have a great week.